0: Here we are. Let's get it going on a Thursday edition right here in the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network. Mike Steely, Parker Thune with you today. I am live at a great place, and, uh, man, I feel super comfortable here because Duke the dog is here to greet me as I come through the door. What am I talking about? I'm talking about Cavens Construction, construction, roofing, maintenance, environmental, they'll take care of it for you. Uh, Norman, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, and Stillwater, fire issues you need to uh, dealt with, they can do that. Water removal, emergency services, they can take care of it 24-7, 365 days a year. Mold testing and removal, biohazard issues, they will get the job done for you. Commercial construction, roofing services, they do it all. They are the heroes that save the day. If you have a disaster, you need to have the number to Caven's Construction. In Norman or Oklahoma City, 405-573-3048. That's 405-573-3048. In Tulsa or Stillwater, it's 918-282-7612. com. Gary and the people out here will get the job done for you. Parker Thune, how are we doing on this Thursday? Two days away from the Sooners and Ames against Iowa State. Well,
1: I'll tell you what, Steely, I have to drive to Ames tomorrow. Which
2: I guess I don't Ooh. have to drive
1: all the way to Ames. I have to drive most of the way to Ames and then get up early, early on Saturday morning, like 4.30, and drive the rest of the way to Ames. Not a road trip I'm looking forward to, but I've never covered a game in Jack Trice Stadium, so I guess that'll be fun. It's a new experience. I just don't like the state of Iowa, Steely. It it might just be the Nebraskan in me, but I've mm-hmm. never been a fan of that state.
0: Well, I mean, they took Buddy Holly from us, you know, uh, right there in, uh, what was it, Clear Lake, Iowa, I believe, uh, right there at the Surf Club. We lost uh, Buddy Holly, Richie Valens and the big bopper. It was the day the music died, and that is right there pinned on the state of Iowa. So I get it. All right, so the Sooners coming in, a slight favorite in this game, Saturday, 11 a.m. on Fox Sports 1. We'll see if Oklahoma can get it done and uh, continue to build on some momentum that the Sooners got in the Kansas victory. Of course, before the bye week, uh, Oklahoma, again, uh, needed the bye week, Kansas' victory was uh, just what the doctor ordered for Oklahoma, but they've got to continue to try and build over the five uh, final games of the regular season, hopefully get qualified for a bowl game, and just start moving again, staying uh, going in a positive direction, uh, which they were able to turn it around, obviously get the victory over Kansas. Now, one of the guys who seems to like Oklahoma, and then he got a little bit critical of the Sooners, is uh, Fox College football analyst Joel Clad. Let's hear what Joel Klatt had to say. Uh, The other day, first talking about where the Sooner defense is right now. Oklahoma
2: has desperately got to get better on defense. And that's the biggest issue by far, by far. Oklahoma has given up 40-plus points in four straight games, all league games. That can't happen. And the troubling part for me about OU is that although their coach is a first-time head coach And a new first year head coach at this location, that's his sweet spot. So, doesn't it feel a little bit different than, like, let's say, Notre Dame, who's played okay on defense and certainly is a defense that you would expect to get better? But when this is your cornerstone, Brent Venables made his name as a defensive coordinator, both at OU and at Clemson. Like, he knows how to play at the top end, and he comes in, and OU is bad they are bad on defense
0: there you go joe clatt well the sooners at least were better in the uh kansas game there's no doubt about that uh the, i still think the worst was the tcu game and i know texas and the cotton Bowl was a beat down 49 to nothing that certainly wasn't very good uh and and some of this you know with the defense when davis bevel was out there and they didn't have dylan gabriel you know it was, seemed like a three and out on every possession or every other possession uh in those six and a half quarters and that wears down your defense uh physically and mentally but uh what do you think of the current state how much do you agree with uh what joe clatt had to say again about this Oklahoma defense where it stands right now seven games into the season
1: i mean he's not wrong the defense is bad but then again it's not going to stay bad we know this much brent venables has had defenses in the past that have struggled but those struggles have never been permanent or recurring, and more often than not, I mean, you look you look back to his first couple of years at Clemson, those defenses weren't stellar. But once he gets his guys in the system, once he has the opportunity to develop them, find players uh, that fit the mold of what he's trying to do defensively, especially at spots like Cheetah, where you just need a guy uh, of a certain body type, a guy... Uh, with a certain set of skills, as it were, Liam Neeson. Um, I think once you get to that point, things are going to change for Oklahoma defensively. And I think a lot of us anticipated that things were going to change a lot sooner than they have, and maybe that was an unrealistic expectation. But what you know for a fact is that Oklahoma's defense isn't going to stay down forever.
0: Yeah, and you get, uh, you know, the the kind of players that, that Brent wants to fit his defense and to fit his culture, Derek LeBlanc, you know, Macari, Vickers, guys like that. Maybe maybe Caden McDonald. Maybe you get Peyton Bowen to flip. Maybe you get D.J. Hicks to flip. Guys like that will certainly uh, help the situation, there's no doubt. And we'll see what happens with the younger guys getting more snaps. Uh, Robert Spears Jennings, R. Mason Thomas. Maybe down the stretch we'll see more from Jaron Kanick as well. Uh, but no doubt the defense has been disappointing, and particularly once we thought, man, in that Nebraska game, all right, man, you know, people were talking about you. Joe Cladd and Colin Cowherd both talked about Oklahoma being the second-best team they'd seen so far uh, in the early part of the season in college football. And certainly that flipped with the uh, three-game stretch where the Sooners were just really, really let's hear one more from joel klatt espn college or fox college football analyst talking about oklahoma will the sooners make a bowl game
2: when i look at their schedule they're going to have what has become and this is wild a basement dweller game against iowa state these two are in the cellar in the big 12 then they've got baylor at west virginia the bedlam game and then at texas tech None of them easy. Probably the easiest one, West Virginia. By record, easiest one would be Iowa State. But at Iowa State, I think is much more difficult than, let's let's say, West Virginia. Although playing the Mountaineers there in Morgantown is, is uh, no easy task. Oklahoma needs two wins out of those five games in order to go to a bowl. Don't you think they're going to get that? See, I do. So even if the defense just improves a little bit with Dylan Gabriel at quarterback, this is still a top 25 total offense. Now they're 120th in total defense. So that needs to improve a little bit. But I do think that this is a team that's going to end up getting those two victories and end up being a bowl team. And I think that that's good for Oklahoma.
0: Man, it certainly sounds like a different standard. No doubt about it. And uh, that's, that. you know, first of all, to hear, yeah, this is a, a, a cellar-dweller game between Oklahoma and Iowa State. And then you hear, man, if Oklahoma can just get to a bowl game, that's good. None of us expected that. I I don't think uh, really any of us realistically thought, yeah, this team might be able to make a playoff uh, this year. But certainly, uh, you know, we'll see if Oklahoma can get those two victories down the stretch. I think they will. I think the Sooners are going to get three uh you know we'll find out a lot obviously this saturday when they take on iowa state 11 a.m. with our pregame show beginning at 7 a.m. all right those are ortho central clips of the day brought to you by the good folks at ortho central when injuries occur on friday nights ortho central saturday injury clinic is open every saturday from 8 a.m. to 9:30 a.m. throughout the month of october free evaluations for high school athletes and their sports injuries ortho central turning setbacks into comebacks and uh, as usual we also want to thank our friend tim lasher and uh, lasher home comfort systems for sponsoring our uh, first hour here on Steelman and thune at noon on the rep uh, tim lasher reliable kicker for the sooners came through in the clutch and his company will do the same for you with any heating and air issue you might have give lasher home comfort systems a call 405- Five seven nine thirty one thirteen. Uh, are you feeling, uh, you know, kind of again like, man, I I, I don't know what's going to happen Saturday. You feel a little bit more confident as we get closer, Parker, or uh, what? What is your gut telling you about Saturday and Ames? I think my
1: gut's telling me that Oklahoma comes out on top, Steely. But it, we've talked about it all week. In order to do that, they're going to have to not make Iowa State look like a better team than they are and they've struggled with that. I think they certainly made Kansas State look like a better team than they are, even though you do give a lot of credit to Kansas State for that performance. They made Texas look like a way better team than they are. TCU, I mean, they're a good football team. They're not a football team that I think most weeks is going to beat Oklahoma 55-24. to So for OU, the key is simply hey, play your game, don't make mistakes, control the game as much as possible, And minimize the busts that lead to big plays, game-breaking plays, plays that can alter the momentum and the course of an entire contest. Because it's at that point, especially on the road, that you get yourself into a sticky situation.
0: Yeah, and uh, certainly we haven't seen uh, the busts that we did see in Fort Worth, which were just, I mean, like I said, receivers running uh, wide open, You know, it didn't seem like a Sooner defender was in the the zip code on a couple of those passes. And when they were there, they weren't turning around looking for the football. I was talking to Darrell Ray, former Sooner safety, all pro at the New York Jets, best barbecue in Oklahoma, Ray's barbecue. uh, The other night and he was saying, man, that's just basic football. That is just basic football. Uh, If you can't find where the ball is, you can't play defense. And uh, they've improved in you know, at least that respect, that they're not tackling receivers, you know, for penalties, pass interference penalties. Uh, but, man, if if that's the standard, you've got to get, obviously, a lot better. And I do think they made some progress against KU uh, in that game, but it's going to have to be good against Iowa State. And, yes, Iowa State is statistically the worst uh, offense in the Big 12, but again, you've got Xavier Hutchinson. Hunter Deckers is playing a little bit better. You don't have to deal with Brees Hall or Charlie Kolar anymore, but still, you know, you feel like Oklahoma needs to score uh, in the low 30s, if not a little bit higher than that, to win this football game coming up this weekend. All right, let's get your thoughts on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405 651 Thirty-four thirty-nine. that's 405-651-3439. Steelman and Thune here on a Thursday. I'm at Cavid's Construction, a great place. Duke is very happy, barking away. I think he was agreeing with your opinion on the Oklahoma defense and the OU-Iowa State game because the tail was wagging while you were making that statement, Parker. All right, we'll break right here. We'll come back. Recruiting update and your text. Coming up next, Eric Bailey at 1235 here on the Home of Sooner Fans. It is a Thursday edition of Steel Man and Thune here on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network. I am here at Caven's Construction in Norman. I feel like I'm, I'm in a trophy room here because they've got so many awards and trophies and all these ringing endorsements hanging on the wall. It's unbelievable. I wish I had a trophy, but I really don't have any. Got a few participation ribbons. That's about it. But not here at Caven's, man. They're everywhere. Caven's will do a great job for you. Uh, I'm here at the Norman location serving Norman and Oklahoma City. They've got Tulsa and Stillwater covered as well, construction, roofing, maintenance, environmental. Cavens will get the job done for you. Fire issues, water removal, emergency services. You need mold testing done and removal. They can handle that. Biohazard issues, they can handle that as well. Commercial construction and roofing services. They really do it all is what they do. Here in Norman, you can call them up. Norman, Oklahoma City, in the Metro Area 405 Five seven three thirty forty eight in uh, Tulsa Stillwater nine one eight two eight two seven six one two or online check out all they do which is a lot at cavinsconstruction dot com. All right, uh, Parker, what do we know? Everybody was freaking out yesterday. Anthony Evans unofficial visit November fifth the uh, Georgia Tennessee game in Athens. Anthony Evans, uh, as far as we know right now, is going to make that make that trip an unofficial trip to Athens or visit uh, to Athens to see the Bulldogs and the Tennessee Volunteers. Uh, Any updates there? You hear anything?
1: Yeah, well, here's what it amounts to, Steely. Anthony Evans' mom is a lifelong Georgia fan. Uh, He has an opportunity to take her to see a very consequential, very significant football game between the Bulldogs and the Volunteers at Sanford Stadium on November 5th. That's more what it's about than Anthony Evans having – any renewed interest in Georgia the OU staff is aware of the situation they're okay with all of this going down and it's not something that anybody needs to be worried about in the long term obviously the Colton Vosick situation is another thing entirely but uh, those two are not even close to on the same plane right now Anthony Evans is not going anywhere obviously not sure that you can say the same with Vosick right about now but don't sweat it with Anthony Evans
0: all right, there you go. Parker says right now feels good still about uh, Anthony Evans sticking to his commitment with Oklahoma. Uh, not so confident uh, with Colton Vosick, but we'll see what happens. And Caden McDonald makes his decision on Monday. Any new insight on what's going on with Caden McDonald no. and uh, the Sooners' <laughs> chances?
1: Not really new insight. Uh, no, Mike. The The buzz for Ohio State continues to grow, which is interesting. We talked about that yesterday. Um not sure how much I'm buying it. It just, it feels strange for so much to be made about uh, Caden McDonald's desire to stay close to home unless it was Oklahoma, and then all of a sudden Ohio State's here making a late run. So maybe there are some other factors at play. I'm not exactly sure. The kid's done a real good job of keeping this thing close to the vest, and uh, he told a couple of reporters earlier this week that he himself hasn't arrived at a decision yet. So uh, I know there is some optimism in OU circles about where the Sooners stand with McDonald, but I couldn't tell you any more than I could yesterday, the day before that, where Caden McDonald is going to commit this coming Monday.
0: Now, did I hear right on Locked In yesterday you saying that uh, Jackson Arnold is uh, the superhero and all this stuff with uh, Anthony Evans? And, again, he's still trying to recruit for Oklahoma and hold the class together. And so far the class has held together despite the Sooners' issues on the field. But did I hear right that Jackson Arnold basically basically texted you and said, I'm on this?
1: Yes. That is what happens. (laughs) Jackson, Jackson Arnold is the godfather,
0: Steely. So there you go. All right. Uh, Let's get to the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. 405-651-3439. And uh, fire away, people. Uh, Keep those texts rolling in. Let's do it.
1: All right. Kendall says, if BV doesn't make him decommit, it's a bad look and going against his own word. Thoughts, Steely?
0: You know, I, I, I I get what he's trying to do with this uh, recruiting policy, but I think there has to be some nuance to it. There has to be, you know, a little bit of gray area because I I just don't know in this day and age with kids and how they are that you can 100% uh say, you know, if you take a trip somewhere, that's it. Now, if it's an official visit and Anthony Evans has no ties to the Georgia program, no family ties, you talk about, uh, you know, the mom wanting to see the game and all of that stuff, or if Colton Vossick is from – You know, somewhere in Louisiana rather than Austin, Texas. I can see that 100%. But I think there are unique situations. Uh, You know, and who knows? Maybe maybe Anthony Evans does flip down the stretch. Maybe maybe he holds with Oklahoma. But I think there have to be a few exceptions because if you're a kid and, you know, if you're the the dad or mom and this whole thing, again, is about Anthony Evans wanting to go see Georgia-Tennessee, I mean, who wouldn't want to be there on the sidelines for that game, one of the biggest games of the season in college football this year? Everybody would. Uh, and, you know, if your family, uh, you know, you've got a chance to your mom to be there or whatever, whoever wants to be there, and you've got ties back to the state of Georgia, I completely see that. And for Brent Venables or anybody else, you know, to just say, ah, I'm sorry, dude, you know, uh, you're not committed to us, you know, that that's gonna that's going to rub – Anthony Evans the wrong way. That's going to rub the family the wrong way because of the circumstance. You know, to me, there's got to be a little bit of gray area and some nuance to that because I just don't think it can be totally black and white when it comes to that policy. And I think these are two of the exceptions that we've talked about. Evans and Colton Vosick, they're unique. Back to the text line. Parker, the Dow is up 1%
1: today. How will this affect recruiting?
0: There we go. Uh, he, there we go. Well, how will uh, Toby Roland having a chicken pot pie on the way to Ames, Iowa. I yeah, about, well,
1: he's is he on the way to Ames, Iowa today? I don't
0: I don't think I don't think he's on the way uh, yet, I think he's but he's just he, having he a chicken pot soon. pie in Piedmont. What oh, right thing, now. So. Well, that's a good choice, man. If you can get a good chicken pot pie. Uh, you know, they make a really good one at Riverwind at Chips and Ales. And, uh, but there, there are varying degrees of chicken pot pies. They're either really, really good or like not good at all. That's
1: very, very true. Steely. Uh, but yeah, by the way, folks, party is at Toby's tonight, chicken pot pie all around. So if I, I believe we have the caravan leaving from the ref studios at 6 PM. So free for all, if any of y'all want to come have some chicken pot pie, we're going to be dropping in on the Roland residence.
0: Uh, You have to play the Van Morrison song Caravan on the way, on your way out, because it's a great song.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Back to the text line here. Sean asks, or rather says, I assumed Brent getting his players meant to beat Bama, Georgia, or Ohio State. Not that, oh, you needed elite talent to beat or be competitive versus TCU or K-State. Well, look, it's a process, right? And you have something of an extenuating circumstance when you look at the TCU game, because you don't know how things turn out. If Dylan Gabriel plays that whole game and the Sooners, were starting to gain a little bit of momentum when Gabriel exited, maybe just maybe like, I'm not, I'm not even going to say maybe that's definitely not a 55 to 24 football game. If Gabriel plays the whole game, does OU win? I, I don't know if I'd go that far, but it's a lot closer of a football game. I believe if you have a healthy Gabriel for four quarters, uh, Sans Dylan Gabriel, I think you saw just how bad this Oklahoma team is, how inept they are offensively against Texas. I don't don't think there's any question about that. Uh, But if you give this thing time, if you give it a year or two, you give Brent the opportunity to recruit guys, and this is such an important thing here, and we've talked about it before on this show. You've got to give time – to brent venables for him to be able to bring in guys that don't have to unlearn right because there Mm -hmm. are there are players such as deshaun white who by the way i mean he's a he's going on year four as a starter at oklahoma so that guy's played a lot of ball but he's also played a lot of alex grinch ball right And so
0: there's still some scar tissue with that defense, no doubt. And I think, Parker, what happened once, uh, you know, a couple of those plays where the busts happened, it was like, oh, my gosh. You know, they they reverted back to, oh, my gosh, we can't play defense. Because for a while – I think they, you know, a lot of those guys felt that way. That's what they have experienced as Oklahoma trying to outscore people with great quarterback play for years and years and years or Caleb Williams saving the day or whatever. And uh, I, I just think they they lost confidence really quickly after it started to go south.
1: That's what it boils down to, Steely, is the fact that there's there's a lack of mental toughness, right, Right now on this football team, and that has a lot to do with the uh, what can you call it? The remnants, I suppose, of the mule shoe culture in Norman. And so, not only are you having to deal with the remnants from a mental perspective, but you're also having to deal with the remnants from a physical perspective. And on a very fundamental level, uh, it's in the most basic terms that that's the players, but. I still think there are players that came in under the Muleshoe administration, i.e. guys like Ethan Downs, Danny Stutzman, Billy Bowman, and what have you, that have the opportunity to be outstanding football players on the defensive side of the ball, but they have to unlearn everybody that was an incumbent for this Oklahoma program on the defensive side of the ball from 2021 to 2022. They all have to unlearn. And they
3: have Yeah,
0: to. and I think we we all got excited, Parker, all the OU fans, because man, here comes the best DC in uh, in college football, and uh, Brent Venables. And I know Brent was uh, with Oklahoma for a national championship run, and Bob Stoops' second year. And yeah, the defense, you know, kind of tapered off towards the end of his tenure at Oklahoma. But he went to Clemson, learned even more, and they were unbelievable on defense. And I think a lot of th- Sooner fans just thought, all of a sudden, you know what? Problem solved, man. Good defense is coming back to Oklahoma. Like I said, you can bring Albert Einstein into a math class to teach students who aren't very good at math, and guess what? They probably won't learn at an Einstein level, maybe ever. But uh, they might still struggle even with a great teacher. Maybe that's a, a little bit what's going on at Oklahoma right now. All right, let's break right here, Parker. I want to thank year Home Comfort Systems 405. 579-3113. Heating and air needs. They'll get him, uh, any job done for you, uh, with great service. Very professional. They've done some work for us at Chase Stadium. You know what Tim Lasher's all about. That's what his company's all about. Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Coming right back with Eric Bailey next. That is some classic bumper music bringing us back right there, Derek and the Dominoes with Layla. And we've got a classic on the Riverwind Casino Hotline, the one, the only, sooner beat writer extraordinaire, also known as the kindest, nicest, classiest man in the Oklahoma media, the one and only Eric Bailey from the Tulsa world. Eric, appreciate your time today. Uh, what are you looking at this Saturday uh, in terms of Oklahoma-Iowa State? It looks like Iowa State's offense obviously is struggling. The Sooner defense has been uh, a mystery wrapped in an enigma. Uh, certainly that three-week stretch was not good at all. What do you think about this matchup coming up Saturday morning?
4: Boy, you wonder if it's going to be another ten-nine game like the last time Iowa State played at home and lost to TCU. Is it, is this going to be a defensive battle? Um, it's going to be a struggle for both te- for, for Oklahoma to move the football for both teams really. Um, Oklahoma just—it's a unique defense. Matt Campbell you've got to give credit to him. He's developed a culture up there on defense, and you know you look at all these the staff on his uh, on his sideline. They've been together for seven years, and they've created something special defensively. So. If you're an Oklahoma fan, you just hope the momentum from Kansas and what you were able to do with Dylan Gabriel on the field, scoring 52 points, you, you really hope that carries over to this season or this weekend.
1: So, Eric, Iowa State's not a great offensive team. That's pretty well documented. Obviously, no more Brees Hall, no more Charlie Kohler, no more Brock Purdy. Now, you got Hunter Deckers at the controls, and it's just there's less octane for the Cyclones offensively than there has been in years past. And so, as you look at this matchup, what do you think Oklahoma needs to do offensively? Is there a certain threshold that they need to hit? Where you're like, okay, you they, they score this many points, feel really good about Oklahoma's chances to win the game because you're not really sure if Iowa State can match them play for play at that point.
4: I think for Oklahoma there's a couple things I want to really keep an eye on. One thing is third down conversions. Uh, Oklahoma did really good against Kansas. They've struggled all season, but really turned it around in that Kansas game going 16-21 on third down. So I think if you can maintain that that success on third down, move the change, I think that's very important. Uh, and it's not going to be easy, of course, but I think it's important if you can move the change. And then you'd like to see Eric Gray just continue his, his pace that he's on. I mean, he's really been dynamic as a running back. That's a credit to the offensive line, not just him. The offensive line is creating some space for him to run through. So, but I think if you can get that run game established uh, and, and maybe you use the pass game to set up the run, I don't know. I don't know what Jeff Levy's going to do. But I think running the football is going to be so, so important against Iowa State. And again, it's not going to be easy. This defense is pretty stout.
0: It'll be interesting if Billy Bowman plays. Uh, to me, based on what Brent said, I would say doubtful for the game. But you never know what could happen. Maybe, Maybe he'll be able to go. That would be huge for the Oklahoma defense, no doubt. But, Eric... Uh, we played some uh, clips from Joe Klatt in the first segment talking about Oklahoma's defense and their issues. Um, you know, after the Nebraska game, I think so many fans were so juiced about, man, that that looked like Oklahoma defense, you know, the way it should be played. And then, obviously, the three-game stretch came up and, and things changed. Uh, do you think, because of Brent's, you know, best defensive coordinator in college football guru status coming back to Oklahoma, that – a lot of people thought, well, the defense just is going to get better, period. Uh, and it obviously hasn't happened. So what do you think the issues have been?
4: Well, first of all, I think everyone really accepted that the defense would get better, you know, the, the moment he stepped off that plane in last December. And I think that when you see the first three games, Oklahoma fans probably felt really good. And, and, and then you go into the K-State game, and then it just went downhill from there. Um uh, you know, it, it, injuries do play a factor in this, but it's not just injuries. You know, there, there, there's just not going to be a seamless transition with any coaching change. And, uh, you know, it sounds like coach Venables really wants everyone to be on point with what he wants to do. He doesn't want to simplify things. He wants you to learn things. And there was going to be some growing pains and for Oklahoma, they haven't seen growing pains happen through losses. I mean, they've had some bad games in the past where, you know, the past decade where you, you know, you question what was going on, but they've never, they've always found a way to win this time. It's been a struggle. And I think that's the hard part to accept for, not only this year's fans, but when you think about it, a generation of Oklahoma fans, this is new territory, you know, four and three and, and being basically a pick'em game up in I you know, to be in, you know, you're almost, you know, barely above 500 and there's talk about trying to get bowl eligibility. There's just so many things. This is new territory for the Oklahoma fans. Uh, I say all that, but I, I truly believe that this, this thing will change. I think Brent Venables is the right coach for this team. And you just got to be patient and it's hard. As you know, you've covered the team for a lot of years it's hard to ask OU fans to be patient.
1: You think about this Oklahoma offense going up against John Hickcock and the three-three-five scheme that Iowa State runs pretty effectively, Eric. You think more is on the shoulders of Dylan Gabriel this Saturday? Or you think more is on the shoulders of the Oklahoma run game, Eric Gray and Javante Barnes, to be able to establish a consistent rhythm early on?
4: You know that's a great question, Parker. Because you know with Dylan Gabriel, you do have a uh, veteran quarterback who's played a lot of games. He's taken a lot of snaps, and you really like that experience factor back there. Now he hasn't seen a defense quite like Iowa State, so how is he going to react? Uh, we'll see. Uh, it, it was a good sign. It was you know just getting back into rhythm with Kansas. Uh, but you got to remember, he was having some struggles uh, against TCU and tech, uh, TCU and Kansas State. There were some struggles there in the past. Too. So, I think it's just one of those things where, you, you, if you're Dylan Gabriel, you want if you're a fan, you want him to get in a rhythm, you want him to really feel good, move the chains, you know, because I think that offense is going to feed off of him. I think that's the big thing, and I think the pass game against Kansas really opened up the run game. So, does that happen against the Iowa State? I don't know, but uh, you feel a lot more confident with him taking snaps than uh, you know anyone else at this point.
0: No doubt. Eric Gray's had a great year and uh, currently is the national leader in yards for carry. And I know a lot of Sooner fans are like, man, this Eric Gray, eh, he's all right, but there's nothing special. Well, he's, he's turned into a special player for Oklahoma, no doubt, uh, has been playing some really good football for the Sooners. Eric, as always, we appreciate your time. You're very gracious with it, and uh, we appreciate it. So we will uh, talk to you again soon. Thank you. Uh,
4: Mike, Mike, Parker, you guys. Thanks for your time. You guys have a good weekend. Enjoy the game on Saturday, okay?
0: There you go, Eric Bailey, Tulsa World Sooner beat Rider. All right, you want the uh, one-stop shop for entertainment, winning, and great dining? Well, it's Riverwind Casino. Over 2,800 electronic games all of your favorite table games are out there, no doubt. Great poker room. You've got uh, tremendous bars and dining. The Coop Ale House Bar is spectacular. You've got a great bar there in the Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant, which is back open after a uh, couple weeks' renovation, and uh, has some great pub food, and you won't miss any of the games out there. The River Buffet is top-notch. Steak night on Friday night, seafood night on Saturday and a big-time brunch on Sunday. Plus, best promotions like the new member seven, new patrons who sign up for a wild card, can earn up to $450 in one day over at Riverwind. And a special big-time concert is coming up Friday night, November 18th. It is Bedlam Beats and Bites. You've probably been to an outdoor show, a Beats and Bites show out at Riverwind. Maybe it was, you know, cheap trick. Maybe it was Everclear. Maybe it was the show with uh, Starship. And Night Ranger recently, Uh, you've been out there and, you know, it's the heat of the summer and they do a good job as best they can keeping you cool out there. But how about Friday night, November 18th, under a November night sky and checking out the Eli Young Band and the opening act, Wade Bowen. Tickets are only 5 bucks at the box office and at Riverwind.com. All your favorite local food trucks will be there. Bring the kids, bring your folding chairs. You'll have a great time at Bedlam Beats and Bites, Friday November 18th on a Friday night, the night before Bedlam. Get your tickets now at riverwind.com or in the casino at the box office. They're only 5 a apiece. Let's come back. We'll talk about the demise of Texas A&M. Always a good subject. Here on The Ref, we'll do it next on the Home of Sooner Fans. We are back on the Thursday edition of Steelman and Thune here on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network. I am out here at Cabin's Construction, Construction, Roofing, Maintenance, Environmental Repair. They can get it all done for you. Basically, they're the superheroes when you have an issue, a fire issue, water removal, emergency services, mold testing or removal, biohazard issues. They will show up and get the job done for you. Norman, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, and Stillwater, CavinsConstruction.com. Uh, we'll have Gary on coming up next hour for just a few minutes to tell us all about Cavens in Norman and Oklahoma City in the metro area. You can call them at 405-573-3048, Tulsa, Stillwater, 918-282-7612. They also do commercial construction, roofing services. They basically do it all. Here at Cabin's Construction. And they've got a great dog in here, Duke, who I'm buddies with. Really cool dog. All right, uh, Parker, A&M, uh, you want to hear what Pete Thamel had to say on the ESPN uh, College Football Podcast uh, this morning talking about the issues at A&M? Well, he says that uh, don't look for Jimbo to be going anywhere. Here's what he had to say, Pete Thamel. There's issues there, but this is this is what was, what was
1: made very clear to me anyone who speculates that they're going to choke up the 80 something million oh, yeah. together. It it's just zero, it's, there's zero non-starter conversations. Now how they change, where they change, where they go. We've spent a bunch of time talking about that. Uh, that's all real. And that's all, that's all on the table. Sometimes when finances enter recruiting, which I think it's fair to say legally has happened at Texas A&M mm-hmm, mm-hmm. decisions aren't made on fit. There, there have been some, some interesting fits there at, uh, at, at Texas A&M, which has resulted in now, the second wave of young players being being suspended look it's uh it's it's a mess and jimbo is not hardwired well to handle messes that's yeah. just not that's just not who he is he is not a soothing
0: calming presence he just talks faster <laughs> all wow, right and before P. we comment on this i like it but we got to play tattoo baker's jimbo tweets uh the audio because yeah it it, it does sound like jimbo talks faster so it, yeah the courtesy of our friend tattoo baker a twitter star this is uh you know this was jimbo responding to all the stuff that's been going on uh he did it his style right it's here it's
5: somebody can say things about somebody and more importantly 17 year old kids They're taking shots at 17 year old kids and their families that they broke state laws they're, they're, they're all money. We bought every player on this group. We never bought anybody. No rules were broken. Nothing was done wrong. It was all in the, and the way we do things, the ethics in which we do things. And these families, it's despicable that a reputable head coach can come out and say this when he doesn't get his way or things don't go his way. The narcissist in him doesn't allow those things to happen. It's ridiculous. But when, when he's not on top and the parody in college football he's been talking about, go talk to coaches who coach for him. You'll find out all the parody. Go dig in wherever he's been. You can find out anything. And it's a shame that you guys sit here and defend 17-year-old kids and families in Texas A&M because we do things right. We're always going to do things right.
0: There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, didn't you talk about this a long time ago? Because people immediately, when they see, man, A&M got eight five stars in one class, and then Nick Saban comes out, A&M bought every player in that class, and that led to the Jimbo rant. But there are a lot of people, again, when they see that, like, that, that's unbelievable. And they, they hear about all this money that A&M has, and they do have a ton. It almost seems like they print money. They freak out, and, you know, you talked about this, and we talked about it, but especially you said, you know, the one thing that you cannot buy culture, you cannot buy, you know, chemistry in a locker room. Yes, you can You can buy and give all the NIL money to a bunch of great players and put them all together. You don't know if that mix is going to work. And, uh, you know, uh, the, the early returns are, that's the issue at Texas A&M, certainly one of them. Uh, and, and it's got to be the biggest one you would think
1: well we've had plenty of besides
0: comments. maybe a quarterback a missing a quarterback too
1: yeah again that 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 is only exacerbating the issues that the aggies have because if they have a half decent quarterback on the roster well and here's the thing they do have a half decent quarterback on the roster his name's connor wegman they just haven't thrown him to the wolves yet because i'm not sure they want to i'm not sure he wants to uh From what I'd heard on Wegman, he came into Texas A&M with the intention of redshirting as a freshman. He didn't want to play right off the bat. So uh, there may come a point in time at which A&M has no choice but to play the former five-star QB because they just run out of options. Haynes King doesn't really move the needle. Max Johnson doesn't really move the needle. And maybe all these issues are getting talked about a lot less if A&M has even an above-average signal caller that is helping to cover over some of the imperfections across this roster and the inconsistencies in their play. But man, it is a bad situation for AM right now. And the thing is, Steely, I'm not sure it gets much better looking ahead to the next three weeks, cause they gotta face Ole Miss, they gotta face LSU, they gotta face Florida. They may be three and seven in twenty days or so.
0: Yeah, they do have the you know the weird non-con November SEC matchup against UMass and that that's the only game you can look at and say yeah that and will get that done but other than that yeah who knows uh, this this team again I would say it would be a surprise if they were able to qualify for a bowl game but we'll see uh, what's happening at Texas and m it, it's amazing Parker, when you have a real, when you have really good quarterback play, that covers up a lot of issues. Man, it covered up some issues last year. Uh, and Caleb Williams again, yes, it did. he struggled against better competition, but he also saved the Kansas game. He also was a big part of saving the Texas game. Those would have been two L's without Caleb Williams. And when you have, you know, Baker Mayfield into Kyler Murray into Jalen Hurts, you know, uh, Great quarterback play can rescue you a lot and certainly did for the Sooners and I think Dylan Gabriel's a solid quarterback he's not a star but you know when he's when he's in rhythm and and playing well like I think for the most part he did against Kansas Oklahoma can have a really good offense but the margin for error is just so small you know if you don't have a great quarterback and certainly the Aggies are last see I mentioned A&M and Duke starts barking there you go duke you know, duke knows yeah, what's up yeah duke Duke knows he doesn't want any Texas A&M Aggie serious conversation, only if you're making fun of the Aggies, and that's it. So, But, yeah, and uh, OU fans, you know. I, I know once you went against the, the big boys, the Crimson Tide and LSU, and, again, LSU had a historic offense with all those weapons, with Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I mean, they, they were unbelievable. But. Great quarterback play, man. Covered up some issues for Oklahoma for years and years and years. And now you have a you know a solid quarterback. You don't have a great superstar quarterback, though. So uh, we shall see. All right. Uh, next segment, we will get to all of your texts on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Anything you want to ask us about, uh, you know, we'll get into that. And, uh, you know, thoughts on the Sooners game with Iowa State coming up this weekend, college football playoff, whatever you want to talk about. Mike Gundy had some interesting comments on being a modern-day college football coach and what it's all about. We'll have that audio coming up for you. It is Steel Man and Thune, our opening hour presented by Lasher Home Comfort Systems. They'll do great work for you. 405-579-3113. We've got another hour to go, folks. Let's do it right here on the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Radio Network. Yes, we have two men talking. I am talking to you live from Cabins Construction today, Norman, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, and Stillwater. They will uh, do great work for you. Construction, roofing, maintenance, environmental cleanup, fire issues, water removal, emergency services, mold testing, and removal biohazard issues they also do uh, commercial construction and roofing services here in the Norman Oklahoma City metro area it's 405-573-3048 in Tulsa Stillwater 918-282-7612 or online at com. I can't imagine you know, being in having fire damage to a home, or you find out you have mold in your home, or again, you get some flooding and water damage, and you think, Man, this is all over with. We're done here. Uh, it's got to be a hopeless feeling, but the folks at Cavens can get the job done for you. And, uh, you know, they do a great job with all of those issues. When you think, Man, the home is, is gone, maybe totaled, and uh, not going to ever be the same. Uh, the folks at Caven will do their very best to make sure that that is not going to be the case. So, again, caveinsconstruction.com, great reputation around the state. We'll talk to Gary coming up in a little bit. You might hear Duke barking in the background. Anytime we mention Texas A&M, Duke was barking, uh, I I think voicing his disapproval of A&M conversation. But... We're just trying to, you know, have fun at the Aggies' expense. That's what we do here. All right, Parker, Air Comfort Solutions text line. Should we just – let's make it a uh, text-only segment right here. Let's do it. Let's see what the folks are saying.
1: Maybe a dumb question, but if Micah Tease is the higher-rated wide receiver, why wouldn't you take him over Anthony Evans anyway? I understand Evans is fast, but get the in-state talent. It just means more to them. And look, look, there's a compelling case there, but I think what makes Anthony Evans special and what makes him such a coveted commodity for the Oklahoma staff is that speed. There are very few prospects at any position in this 2023 cycle that have speed like Anthony Evans. So you get a guy like that, he's going to contribute in the pass game, obviously as a wide receiver. He's got understated ball skills, but also he can be a dynamic return man. And so you think and about – And he could be
0: like in the next Hollywood Brown, right, uh, in the Oklahoma passing game, stretching the field.
1: Absolutely. And so I, I, I understand the point that you're making there, listener, but – I also think Anthony Evans is enough of a dynamo that you're willing to overlook or you're willing to look past the situation with Micah Tease to bring him on board just because either he's going to be a burner in the Crimson and Cream or he's going to be the type of burner that's burning you two or three years down the road. Right? So, I... I think there's a compelling argument on both sides of the divide there, but you can't really fault the Oklahoma staff for pursuing and prioritizing Anthony Evans. Um, What do the four new teams add to the big 12? And what is that scheduling going to look like since OU and Texas are staying through 2025? That's a great question. I have no idea. How they're gonna mm-hmm. figure that out, Steele? I have no idea how they're gonna structure
0: the. You, you, everybody wants a trip to Provo, though, right? Yes, everybody I, wants I the, do. Trip to, the trip to Provo because that's a beautiful area, and uh, you know BYU is a uh, is a national school. They have their own network, uh, obviously with the Mormon Church. They've got a national following, and even to some extent, a, a worldwide following, but. So uh, BYU would be a great trip, I think, for Oklahoma fans. I know Sooner fans have some bad memories of BYU with Sam Bradford's separated shoulder and 1984. You know, that BYU team uh, won the national championship by beating a 6-5 and Michigan team in the Holiday Bowl. And uh, the Sooners had their chance. Barry Switzer was out campaigning for Oklahoma. Hell, we win this game. We ought to be national champions. You know how Switzer went about his business. And uh, – they went out and lost to Washington, and that's how Barry Switzer got his sewage treatment plant out in Utah named the sewage treatment plant named after Barry Switzer because he angered the BYU fans. But that would be a great trip. How would you rank the uh, those new destinations in terms of interest for you, Parker Thune, in in covering a game there? But with BYU, Cincinnati. UCF, and Houston.
1: Uh, well, Teddy Lehman said something, I believe, last Friday on the air that I had to give a very audible yes and amen to. And <laughs> what he said was, I'd be okay if I never went to Houston again. 100% yeah, on board I'm with him on that.
0: Not uh, a huge Houston fan. A lot of traffic. It's just, I, I, I don't know. I just have never been a big fan of the city of houston here's what i will say here's how i will
1: rank them provo at number one by a mile number two is probably orlando number three is cincinnati a distant number four is houston that's how they stack up to me
0: yeah and uh you know i've never been to orlando but uh cincinnati is an interesting place great chili there um, but, yeah, to me, it, there is no doubt that BYU, in terms of a road trip destination, is easily number one on that list, no doubt about it. So uh, it's going to be fascinating to see how that schedule works out. I think we all initially thought, well, you know, Oklahoma will never see those teams, no, no chance. And now, based on everything we're hearing, it looks like it is going to be two more years in the league. So I would almost bet that you'll get a road trip to Provo. I mean that's that's going to happen, I would think.
1: It better happen, maybe otherwise, the, what am I? Maybe here the for Sooners
0: doing? In, would the would the Sooners and the Longhorns both be sent to Provo?
1: Both, I'd hope so. Hey, yeah. Uh, this listener says Houston is way better than DFW, though I won't miss Jerry World games. Uh, hard disagree. I am. Uh, yes, no, I do not agree with that take whatsoever. I don't love DFW. It's obnoxiously large. There's seemingly always traffic and construction and stuff that impairs the uh, the seamlessness of travel. And look, I'm in DFW a lot, as many of you already know. But Houston is far worse. Houston is far worse based on my experience. I can tolerate DFW. I cannot tolerate Houston. Houston makes my head spin. It makes me want to pull out my hair. There is no redeeming quality. For the city of Houston, as far as travel and coverage is concerned, uh, on the text line as well, the chili in Cincinnati is trash. They put cinnamon in it. Yes, we've we talked about this earlier in the week, I believe. Uh, maybe not on this show, but maybe 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 it was on Locked In. But uh, yeah, apparently the uh, the Cincinnati chili has cinnamon, and I've never had Cincinnati chili, so. Maybe that'll be part of the uh, quintessential Cincinnati experience if the Sooners end up making that road trip. <laughs> this listener says, I live in Houston, and I'd even be okay with never going back. Um, <laughs> another listener asks, I just got back from business travel to turn on my radio, and hear something about Vosik. What happened? Well, nothing has happened yet. Happened yet. Nothing has Here happened yet. Go. Sorry about that. That's It is what it is, Steely. People are going to ask. We're going to have to answer. Look, there, there's, there's buzz. There is smoke that maybe Colton Vosick ends up signing with Texas to kind of sum up the discourse of the last week and a half. But uh, there's been no movement. He's still saying all the right things to the OU staff. He's still committed to Oklahoma in all technicality. So... Stay abreast of that situation, but at the same time, uh, don't fret about it. Because here's the thing. It's not the type of thing that's going to get resolved anytime soon. I think it's going to be at least a month before we figure out what's happening in an ultimate sense with Colton Vosick. So don't stress about it now. Stress about it later. Um, This listener says, I grew up in northern Ohio. Nobody outside of Cincinnati likes Cincinnati, Chile. Another listener says, I once again agree with Thune. Houston is trashola.
0: Too much traffic. I, you know, um, just not a fan. Haven't been a fan. I I got family from there that, uh, have lived there for, for a long time. But, uh, I, unfortunately in a previous life, my first wife was a Longhorn who, uh, lived in Houston and I remember the trips there and, uh, thinking that uh oh my gosh i could never live here too many a and m aggies around also i mean it was just it wasn't that you experience. made you made pretty much the whole big 12 circuit didn't you Steve? i know man it was not good i made some really bad decisions and i should have known uh, you can't marry a longhorn you can't do that and guess what it was big mistake big 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 big, big mistake Uh, Did you know that I dropped off here for like 30 seconds? I had no idea. Well, all of a sudden, I looked at our uh, Wi-Fi unit, and it says, low battery, shutting off until power is applied. And I'm like, what? And all of a sudden, I looked down, and somehow this thing was, the, uh, the unit was not quite plugged in just enough, and I... I dropped off, but uh, I just plugged it in, and it finally went in. Unit, you know, well, this doesn't sound good, and and got it. I got it right in there, man, and it's good to go. But all of a sudden, you look. I looked over at the uh, the Wi-Fi unit, and it's flashing, powering off, unless power is applied. And I'm like, no. But so anyway, there you go. All right, uh, 405-651-3439, Air Comfort Solutions text line. That's 405-651-3439. And, uh, you know, I think on the Colton Vosick situation, you're right. I mean, we just we aren't going to know. And uh, I think, you know, um, I don't know how you do it, Parker, with the daily questions every day. What's the latest? 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 Like you wouldn't put it on your Twitter or put a link to OU Insider on there, you know. But how do you deal with that? My head might explode after a while.
1: Yeah, I, it's it, – I am – in general, Steely, in the business of recruiting, you kind of have to be long-suffering with these kinds of things. You have to get used to answering the same questions over and over again.
0: Yeah, it's it's like I had a fraternity brother that used to text me a hundred times during an OU football game. Like, what's going on here? Why are not we doing this? I'm like, dude, I I need to watch the game. And I just, it was unbelievable. And it's got to be that way for you uh, with recruiting. And look, like I said, uh, you know, when stuff breaks, like this Anthony Evans stuff broke the other day, that's a big story. Because, again, it became a really big story because, of Brent's uh, philosophy on visits. Now, again, obviously they they appear to be good with this one, and not every situation is black and white, and we talk about the same thing with Colton Vosick, uh, you know, with the Alabama game and then the West Virginia game, uh, you know, because of his ties there to that program, the city, his family, everything, season ticket holders, uh, and with Anthony Evans' family, uh, you know, also – having ties to the state of Georgia and wanting to go see what probably is going to be one of the biggest college football games of the year outside of a college football playoff matchup. This Georgia-Tennessee matchup is going to be gigantic. You can see that. So, yeah, uh, it appears there is some wiggle room, obviously, Parker, with that, uh, you know, you're either committed or you're not. It's not totally black and white, which I think is good because not every situation is the same. All right, break time right here. Seth Wadley Auto Group in Pauls Valley sponsoring hour number two. Appreciate them. Car truck SUV pre owned. They have it for you there. Exit seventy two in Pauls Valley. And that incredible guarantee oil changes, engines for life on newer used gas or diesel. No additional cost to you. That's a heck of a deal. All right, let's come back and uh Mike Gundy had something interesting to say about modern-day college football coaching. We'll hear from the philosopher from Stillwater coming up next here on The Ref. Thursday edition, Steelman and Thune at noon, well past noon into the 1 o'clock hour. I'm live here at Cavins Construction, a great place, Norman, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, and Stillwater. They got you covered basically uh, statewide construction, roofing, maintenance, and environmental issues. They will get it taken care of for you. CavinsConstruction.com. You can call them in Norman or Oklahoma City at 405 573-3048. Tulsa or Stillwater, 918-282-7612. Speaking of Stillwater, Oklahoma State goes to K-State for a 230 matchup uh, coming up this weekend. We'll see what's going to happen with the quarterback situation for K-State. Uh, you know, will it be Will Howard? Probably. Will it be Adrian Martinez? Maybe. If he makes a, a recovery, we'll see. Would it be Rubley again? You know, uh, probably not. It would probably be – best chance would be that Will Howard would probably start the game. We'll see. Chris Kleiman uh, was, you know, talking about trying to get Adrian Martinez ready to go, but they just don't know. So we'll see. Mike Gundy at his weekly press conference was asked about, you know, what everything going on in college football now and that, uh, you know, a coach has to worry about how difficult that can be and how important coaching is in this day and age where you're almost – I mean, the coach is basically the CEO, right? Well, here's what Mike Gundy had to say about uh, the role of coaching right now in this day and age of college football.
6: Coaching, in my opinion, at this level, is more challenging now and more important than it ever has been in dealing with personalities. Coaches, um, how much money am I making? How long is my contract? Um, NIL, um, why am I not playing – My parents say I need to go on the portal. Um, How come I don't have more NIL money? It's a big challenge now. And it's almost like being a general manager of an NFL team would be my guess because you're managing a lot of things and not a lot of football. That's what's different nowadays in my opinion. Um, Just from an outside looking in, I see uh, um, inconsistencies and uh, um, inexperience and – Things that can contribute to havoc, based on all the different moving parts. If you can't try to keep them all together at once, that's just my opinion.
0: There you go. Kind of sounds maybe a little bit like A and M right there, does it not?
1: <laughs> kind of feels like that's what he was getting at.
0: Yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Everything relates back to A and M right now, somehow, some way, because there—that's the poster child program right there you might look miami's putting a lot of money into what they're doing also with their collective. so is tennessee but a&m is the one everybody looks at like that that's it right there who is it who called a jimbo fisher venmo fisher uh oh gosh i don't don't remember it was so good by the way i wish i would have thought of that but of course i'm not smart enough but um Yeah, it's everybody's pointing the finger at Texas A&M. But I wonder if, uh, you know, Brent, as a first-year coach, you know, if that's something that he's like, man, this is a little more overwhelming than I thought, because there is a lot of stuff out there, man. There is a lot of stuff that, uh, you know, Bud Wilkinson, Bob Stoops, and Barry Switzer didn't have to deal with. Now, I'm not saying their jobs were easy. They certainly weren't. They had to recruit, and like I said, a college football coach – that life is a lot more difficult. And we played a clip from Kirby Smart not long ago that he said, man, more and more people are getting out of the business. They're going to coach in the NFL because they get to see their families, you know. And uh, they just said, I can't do this anymore. You know, talking about some assistant coaches and people who've been involved in college football, that it's just there's just too much, man. So do you think any of that has uh, been a chat? It's hard to know, but do you think that's it's got to have been a little – a little bit of a challenge, obviously, for Brent in his first year. Trying to balance everything.
1: Yeah, I th- look, Brent took his first head coaching job at an interesting juncture in time in history when it comes to college football, right? Because when he was hired at Oklahoma, NIL legislation had been on the table for all of five months. And so we still didn't really understand where it was going to go. We couldn't really – project where it was going to go, what kind of an impact it was going to have both to the on-field product and the off-field nature of an elite college football program. And I think, I've mentioned this several times, when I look at recruiting specifically, I think Venables and his staff have done an outstanding job of identifying players that aren't going to get caught up in all of that mess. They're not going to give a second look to the lucrative NIL money and they're going to, they're going to come play football at Oklahoma for the right reasons. And they're going to come play football at Oklahoma because of the holistic nature of the program under the direction of Venables. And so it's not something I worry about with Oklahoma tremendously going forward, but I will say it was and is about as challenging of a juncture as you could have imagined for Brent Venables to step into his first career head coaching role.
0: Yeah, again, and uh, I, I like the staff. Again, uh, so far, you know, you kind of shake your head a little bit at that three-week stretch and, and uh, Oklahoma being, you know, that bad in the backup quarterback situation. You just You just don't see that. But uh, there's a lot that's going on that's good, man. I do like the culture. They're, they're trying to get players that fit, that are talented again, but that fit uh, not only their culture but their defense. And, um, you know, that you just feel good about that. They're not just throwing out, you know, a bunch of four and five stars and uh, recruit. They are. But, uh, again, I think these guys also have to be fits. Now, don't get me wrong. As long as you've got a good family and a good head on your shoulders and you're not – Uh, you know, out there is some delinquent or something. A lot of those guys are going to fit in about any system, right? P.J. Adebare, Jackson Arnold, all of that. But uh, it's going to be interesting. I had a buddy of mine. He goes, I I love Brent, but, man, you can talk about culture all you want. You're not going to be able to establish your culture if you don't win more football games at Oklahoma. But I think that Brent's going to have time to build this, unless it's a complete, you know, they somehow lose out or something, and then next year – You know, they go, you know, five and seven or something like that, then maybe uh, Brent is on the hot seat. But I I think that, uh, Josie, Joe Harris, they're, they're professionals. They're good at what they do. Joe Castiglione, huge fan. I like President Harris, and, and they don't seem like people who will panic. They, they knew what Brent's all about. Now, none of us expected Oklahoma to be four and three at this point, but what do you think about the timeline? Uh, and, you know what? What is the line of how many games Brent has to win to keep himself off the hot seat? Um, you know, I'm not necessarily talking about next year, but beyond next year.
1: So, like how far beyond next year is the question?
0: Yeah, like year three. You know, third year. Let's say Oklahoma finishes this year and they're six and six, and they and they go to the bowl game and they win or lose. You know, and then the next year it's it's eight and four. As long as it's upward progress, do you think that's what they'll be looking at more than anything else, and then if they feel good about just the direction of the program.
1: I would think especially if you're in the Big 12 uh, by year three, which will be 2024, if you're still in the Big 12 and you're not winning double-digit games, then you're concerned. Uh, I think double-digit wins, 10 wins, should be about the benchmark regardless of which which conference you're in. I think it's far more of a disappointment if you're not winning double-digit games in the Big 12 as opposed to in the SEC, depending on where the timetable falls as far as that transition. But by year three, Brent and company should have this thing cooking. There should be no reason why the Sooners aren't firing on all cylinders by year three.
0: Yeah, and the thing is that's why these games again down the stretch are of huge importance. Obviously every game is to, you know, Oklahoma fans, but you know, you've got to go out and win 3 of these next 5. You know, if you can run the table, that'd be unbelievable, but you want to keep this momentum because you want to make sure you can keep this recruiting class or even build on it down the stretch, and maybe have the number two recruiting class in the country. Moving on up, you don't want to finish, again, four and eight or five and seven, and you lose three or four recruits down the stretch. You want to keep the ball rolling, keep the momentum going forward uh, after the Kansas game. Because, like I said, I still like the staff. I was astounded as anybody else at what I saw in Fort Worth and what I saw in Dallas. Now that you know the quarterback situation, you're not totally surprised by what happened there, but – uh, you know particularly the uh, the tcu game and the texas game beyond like the you know the wildcat plays and everything else just didn't look like uh, obviously oklahoma football so and i think there are a lot more sooner fans out there right now that remember when the sec move was announced man i can't wait to get ready you know we have to watch freaking iowa state every year or whoever or whatever and Okay, maybe I'll be a little bit upset about Bedlam, but let's bring on these other schools from the SEC. I'm ready to get there next season. And now more and more Oklahoma fans that I talk to or text me say, man, I'm so happy that, you know, two more years. I I don't want to be in the SEC next year. So it will give it a chance uh, for Brent to continue to build – Uh, with the guys that he wants on this roster. Now, again, I'm not sitting here saying that the guys on this roster aren't good enough to go out and play a lot better. They are, and they've underperformed, uh, you know, uh, so far in coaching and in players' execution. I still think it's more on the players, in my opinion, but, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens once uh, Brent brings in, you know, and has Derek LeBlanc and has P.J. Atabari and Macari Vickers and Jackson Arnold and, you know, um, uh, Jaquasi, Pettaway, guys like that, if they can add to the class, that will make it only uh, more intriguing to see what happens uh, over the next couple years. All right, break time right here. Air cover Solutions text line. Keep them rolling in. We'll get to some more text in the next segment, 405-651-3439. That's 405 405- Thanks to the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley, our hour two sponsor, Exit 72, right off I-35 for a great deal on a vehicle with a great guarantee. Coming right back on the home of Sooner fans, the ref. Here we are, Cavens Construction, on a Thursday edition. Steel Man and Thune, home of Sooner fans here on the Ref Radio Network. Here's the man right here, Mr. Gary Cavens. And, uh, Gary, uh, how's everything here at Cavens? Hey, it's going great. Couldn't be better. Yeah, and uh, Duke appears to be in a good mood. Uh, Duke the dog was—you give Duke a little attention, and Duke's going to keep pawing at you. Like, dude, what are you doing? Keep petting. Come on, man. hundred
5: percent. Look at him—he's over there wagging his tail, all excited. Duke is the biggest. You know, he scares everybody because he's such a big lab. But he is just—he just wants to be loved on. Unless you're a FedEx or UPS guy, or Amazon. Yeah. And he doesn't like him. Right. Everybody else in the world. He's all
0: happy to I see I thought him. he was barking when we started talking about Texas A&M. I thought that was very interesting. Oh, yeah. So, anyway. All right. tell get little... upset when you say Texas. You guys, I tell you, I, I was talking about this earlier. Gary Cabin's with us, Cabin's Construction. Um, if you have water damage or you find out, you know, oh, my gosh, we have mold in the house, the initial panic has to be, oh, my gosh, wait, this is we're never going to be able to to sell this or the home you know even if we get it fixed the value of the home and you know all of that you've got to be in total panic mode you guys basically come in and save the day in those situations right we try to every day
5: you know you know it is a constant education development the the laws the regulations the materials um the the knowledge is always evolving in that industry it is a the environmental industry is it's just change changes by the day and it is great there's new products that come out there's new techniques that come out and i make it my duty and my obligation to stay at the forefront and train i did a bunch of commercial training last week i spent four days in a class and uh the month uh, once a month i take a big class and i I just take it out as part of it and you know i was just in a meeting over there in my office and i was talking to them and we're one of the subjects there were several subjects of meetings but one of it was new um special um paints and stuff that you can after you remove the mold you can put this paint these paints up there and they prevent the mold from coming back in oh the nice. future. so if it's a constant issue so there's always cutting edge always things there and we're trying to stay on top of it between me and Jessica VT and Donna, Jake and our, the rest of our staff and you know if you if you think that you have mold give us a call we can come out and do a mold investigation and, and an air analysis and let you know what kind of mold's there. There's only five kinds of poisonous molds. The rest of the molds are just their mold. But there's five kinds of poisonous molds, and those are the molds that you don't want in your home or in your business or in your car, <laughs> or, yeah. you know, anywhere. And so we can come out and we can let you know if one of those five types are there and we can let you know what needs to happen to get them out.
0: You know, what's interesting is, uh, you know, I I know one of the things when uh, the Sooner defense was struggling was, well, they're trying to do too many things. It's too complicated. And then I look at you guys and you deal construction, roofing, maintenance, environmental, fire issues, water removal, emergency services. You guys do a bunch of things. Uh, but you've been doing it a long time, and that makes a difference.
5: We have. We've been doing it a long time. I'm a very hands-on owner. I'm not like most owners, and I don't go out and hit the golf course on Friday afternoon. I'm still in here. You know, I – I get in in the morning, and I work late into the evenings every day. And, you know, yesterday I was out in Tulsa. We had a mold job, and I went out there, and I got out there with the mold crew, and I was doing, you know, random quality control inspections, and we're going over things, making sure they were doing it by the book and taking the opportunity to do some training at the time. So I'm very hands-on, and, you know, and that's just how I am. And, I you know, I want to make sure that every customer we work for has an outstanding experience and that we can take care of them, you know, from water extraction um, structural drying, um, fire smoke and uh, fire restoration cleanup um, mold testing mold removal odor control um, and then our commercial maintenance and our plumbing and all that other stuff too we have all that uh, but you know on the environmental side I'm just I'm very hands-on and I carry a lot of certifications and a lot of training uh, to be able to do that and to do it properly to take care of the customer and you know we just finished up a tear gas cleaning job here in Norman. And um, that was a you know that was a very unique job. A 2,400 square foot house had six foot canisters of tear gas shot up in it. Wow! It was a lot of cleaning. It's a lot of process. You got you got to think you got plates, you got forks, you got knives, you got silverware, you got food in the house, you got microwaves. You, you know a lot of stuff people just mm. don't think about. Right. Um, that have to be cleaned a certain way so that those people can move back in the house, and resume life the way it was before, however possible that is. And that's what we're here to do. We're to help clean that process that. Mass up, get you back in your home, and get life back to normal as possible down the road. And that's what I preach to my people and to my staff every day. You know, when we went to, we did the fire remediation on Campus Corner at Tiny Tulips when it caught fire last year, to the tear gas job, to mold jobs that we do all over the state every day. Um, we're here to remove the problem and get life back to normal.
0: Yeah, so don't panic, folks. You can call Caven's Construction here in uh, the Norman uh, Oklahoma City area 405-573-3048, Tulsa Stillwater 918-282-7612. All right, about a minute. Go ahead.
5: Well, we got some big news. Oh, yeah? You're going to be the first one to get there. You know, Breaking you're news? Be, you're beating plank to the news today. How about that? Hey. That, that,
0: that rarely occurs.
5: <laughs> we yeah. uh, were officially licensed to roof and handle remediation in, t- in Kansas now, too. Oh, wow.
0: How about that? Uh, so. The Cabin's umbrella is getting larger, and that's because they do a great job and they have a ton of satisfied customers. All right, 30, 45 seconds. Uh, how you feeling about the Sooners heading to Ames, and how you feeling about, do you, do you think. OU starting to move in a, in a better direction after KU.
5: I think we're moving in a better direction. I'm excited. I, you know, I'm excited. Um, I, I knew this re- this year was going to be a little bit of rough. I was prepared for it. You know, anytime you have big changes like this, big changes have effects, and they have ripple effects. And, you know, I think that um, he's doing a great job. I think he's moving forward. I think he has a plan. And I think Venerables is going to get us there. We just have to give him an opportunity to get lettuce, let, you know, get mm, there.
0: There you go. Appreciate you, Gary. You guys are awesome. Uh, Great hosts out here. I love coming out here, and I appreciate you uh, getting together with us again. Well, thank
5: you for coming. I appreciate having you.
0: Yeah, we we like coming out here a lot, both myself and, of course, Chris Plank. And Plank does normally beat me to the breaking news. There's no doubt about that. All right, uh, thanks to Gary Cavins again, Cavins Construction, Construction cavinsconstruction.com. Let's get a few texts in while we have a few minutes here, Parker. And thanks again to Gary Cavins and to Duke. The uh, the giant yellow lab out here, golden. Super on the, cool dog.
1: On the Air Comfort Solutions text line here, Steely, one listener says, how do you spin the fact that first-time head coach Dan Lanning is having more success than first-time head coach Brent Venables? Well, I would say for the same yeah, reason I that mean, yeah. Mule Shoe is having more success than Brent Venables, because the Pac-12 is Charmin Soft.
0: Well, and not only that, but look, Muleshoe, I mean, he, he hit some grand slams in the portal. I mean, when you get Caleb Williams and you get the Bolitnikoff Award-winning wide receiver and then you get Travis Dye from Oregon, I mean, right there, that's that's a, as good a trio of, you know, QB running back wide receiver in the country uh, as there is in the country, right? I mean, you look at uh, – and we knew that uh, pretty pretty good in the portal. Right? Well, He's very sneaky. Very sneaky. Bye. I still want to see he and Pat Narduzzi in a cage match. Now that, because I, I would bet money that Narduzzi would choke him out. They might have to bring a ref in just to make sure that Muleshoe would survive.
1: Brian in Tulsa points out it would be cool seeing Dylan play in Orlando just in an OU uniform this go-round.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. But everybody seems. Everybody says the same same thing. They want to go to Provo. They definitely want to go to Provo.
1: Yeah, we had uh, Mark in Newcastle on the text line said that he took a baseball recruiting trip to BYU way back in 1988. Most beautiful campus he's ever seen in his life. So apparently, per Mark, it lives up to the billing.
0: Uh, you know, it's it's a beautiful uh, area. There's no doubt about it. So, uh, I wonder what's the specialty food in Utah. I mean, you know what you're going to get in the southwest, some good barbecue, southern home fried cooking, that kind of stuff. It's not like going out to, uh, I I don't know, other areas of the country. Is there any specialty there? Uh,
1: Not that I can think of offhand. Utah cuisine. Hit the text line if you know what it is. Mormon
0: fajitas or something (laughs) like that. I don't know. Mormon
1: wait, wait, what's the distinction between Mormon fajitas and
0: regular fajitas? Uh I I don't know. Maybe the tortilla is a little different. I don't know. I'm just I, I don't know. I don't know if there's a specialty out in Utah. I'm not sure. All right. 405-651-3439. We've got one more segment to go uh we'll get an update by the way thunder in action tonight la clippers again lakers fell to 0-4 with a loss to denver last night russ didn't play even though russ is shooting 29 percent from the field and eight percent from three we have uh, nfl football ravens in tampa bay 7:15 on prime video college football tonight Votech at nc state 6:30 on espn utah at washington state that'll be nine o'clock tonight on fs1 Stay with us one more segment here on Steelman and Thune at noon, way past noon. You're with us right here on the Home of Sooner Fans, the ref. Okay, back here at Cavens Construction, Steelman and Thune at noon. We're going to get locked in with Parker and Tyler McComas at the uh, top of the hour. Thanks to Gary and everybody here. Thanks to Duke. Good people out here. They do great work. CavensConstruction.com, check it out. They, uh, they're they lifesavers in many, uh, many situations when uh, things go bad for you in your home, uh, they can, or business, they can uh, do great work for you and get everything uh, back in tip-top shape. All right, I got a, a DM, one of those uh, somewhat creepy. Don't really know the guy. DM questions, Steely. What is the strongest group in terms of position strength in the twenty twenty three class? Well, you know, Parker is is the real expert. But you look at, I don't know, what would you say, Parker? You've got. Uh, if you go edge rushers, you get got Adabare and Vasek, who are both highly recruited. Uh, receivers, you've got Anthony Evans, Keon Brown, Jaquase, Petaway. you got four guys on the O-line, right, with uh, Caden Green, Heath Ozida, uh, Logan Howland, and Josh Bates. Uh, linebackers, you've got Omicigo, uh Phil uh, Lewis Clark, Lewis Clark, Caleb Spencer. Lewis, yeah, Lewis and Clark. I had Lewis and Clark, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. No, I listen. <laughs> Lewis Mike, Carter, I think, yeah.
1: I think the group that nobody talks about enough that might be the best in this entire class is actually the secondary because right now you got Eric McCarty, you got Jacoby Johnson, mm-hmm. got Macari Vickers, Vickers and Josiah Wagner, and guess what? When it's all said and done, you may add Peyton Bowen and somebody like Khalil Barnes to the mix as well. So. If the yeah. secondary isn't already the highest ceiling, highest impact position group in the 2023 class for Oklahoma, it definitely has the potential to be by the end of the cycle.
0: Well, and again, it also depends on how many guys you know you're going to bring in, too. Because I mean, Dalen Smothers and Caleb Hicks are good running backs. Uh, Smothers has been very uh, much out there supporting uh, this staff and uh, still totally bought in uh, on on what Oklahoma's doing. The kid from North Carolina. Um, you know, I think the quarterback position looks pretty, pretty good. Uh, you would think there would probably be another quarterback coming in the portal, right? Maybe one or two to come in and try and compete. And again, trying to sell a quarterback on the portal, hey, guess what? You're probably going to come in and be our backup or at least be in the running for backup. Um, you know, we'll see what happens there. Um, yeah, Jacoby Johnson, Eric McCarty, Josiah Wagner, the kid from Washington, state of, uh, and Macari Vickers, that's that's pretty good. But what I like is when we list all of these, uh, you know, position groups, they're filling out about every area. Now, the only thing you look at, D-line, they've got a really good one in Derek LeBlanc, one of the best of the country, top 100 national player, four-star kid from Florida, but you need you need you need to add somebody there. Now edge rushers again if you keep Bosick, uh, that could be as good a group. I don't know that they'll be any better if you keep Bosick than PJ Atabare and Colton Bosic. But again, you still have Tusulia Khan out there. You still have Caden McDonald out there as well. And um, is there another fallback guy on the D line you think? Interior D line.
1: Yeah, i th- I think right now they're focused on getting Caden McDonald in the boat, and if that doesn't happen, then they'll pursue Plan B. But you know we we've talked quite a bit about how the communication between OU and DJ Hicks is still very much alive, and so I'm not saying anything comes of that, but. There's a chance, Steely, there's a chance that DJ Hicks is suddenly right back in play come December. Yeah. And pay attention to whether he visits Oklahoma next month, ends up taking that Bedlam official visit that was on the calendar before he committed. Because if that happens, that would suggest that OU is once again right there in the thick of it for DJ Hicks.
0: All right, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. And, and, and again, I just thought some of the body language at his commitment announcement was very bizarre, like, uh, you know, very strange. Should have been narrated by Keith Morrison of Dateline. It was that creepy. Okay, um, tonight you're at Tampa Bay, and uh, this is it for Tom Brady, right? I mean, he's done. He can't take it anymore. He's lost his family. Uh, and uh, he's got that multi-million dollar deal with Fox next year. Are we looking at the end of uh, some great ones right now at the end of the line?
1: Nah, man. Tom Brady Renaissance Tour coming up over the second half. You of think the season. so? It starts tonight. Who do they play tonight?
0: The Ravens. They're oh, okay, at home against yeah. the Ravens.
1: Okay. Yeah. Bucks win. Bucks cover.
0: Yeah, and uh, college football again tonight. you got Virginia Tech at 2-5 and five, taking on NC State. I think they're 5-2, and two, but they lost Devin uh, – what's the kid's name? Devin, uh, Leary. Devin Leary. Leary, their quarterback. for. Uh, I think it was a pec injury. Devin Leary out for the season. Uh, and Utah, number 14 in the country at 5-2, and two, uh, took down Muleshoe, which was very exciting, uh, playing in Pullman tonight against Washington State, uh, 9 o'clock on FS1. So that's what's going on college football-wise tonight. Again, the uh, Thunder and the L.A. Clippers tonight. We'll see a PG play tonight. He, uh, Kawhi Leonard and uh, SGA uh, wasn't really uh, penciled into the lineup uh, the other night on Tuesday, but came out and played very well uh, and was in the lineup. Don't expect uh, Josh Giddey to play again tonight, but the Clippers and the Thunder tonight, 7 o'clock at the Paycom Center. All right, uh, Riverwind Casino. Bedlam Beats and Bites coming up Friday night, November 18th. It'll be a heck of a time. The headlining group, the Eli Young Band, the opening act, Wade Bowen. Sounds like a winner to me. Food trucks everywhere. Bring your folding chairs. Bring the kids. It'll be a beautiful Friday night, November 18th. Might be a little bit chilly, but it'll be nice. It'll be fun. The night before Bedlam. Get your tickets online. Five bucks. It is a bargain, folks. A big-time bargain. Five bucks online at Riverwind.com or at the casino box office. Thanks to uh, Gary Kaven and uh, the folks here at Cabin's Construction. They're awesome. Stay tuned. We have Parker and Tyler McComas coming up next right here on The Rep. They are going to get you locked in here on the Home of Sooner Fans.